0: Hello there, this is Dave Allen, and welcome to the third episode of the podcast EV 20 Questions and today we're talking to a guy from Jersey. Without further ado, let's get on with the interview. Anyway, so uh, Mike Ward from Jersey, nice to have you on the show and first of all, just tell us how long you've been an EV driver. I have now been an EV
1: driver since uh, mid-2016. Was
0: oh, so it not too long then?
1: No, not long at all really. No, in fact, basically we were living out in the Caribbean when all of this corner took off, you know, when like the leaf was, um, was, was out and things, so we never actually got to see um, and, and knew about EVs until we got back to the Channel Islands in uh, 2015. So it was a bit of a funny one really because out in the caribbean there was no you know it wasn't even heard of um in the states then it was quite you know they weren't they weren't very big um you know you heard Romlins of tesla and things but nothing um so we never had any exposure to them it was only when we got back and actually were looking for a new car that we we kind of spotted them and saw them and it was yeah, it was, it was like well hold on we've missed out on this kind of thing it's so obviously by then they they'd kind of been out haven't they for well, since sort of 2010 2011 so
0: so i mean like the thing is the the small island really i mean you're kind of perfect for a, a dv really aren't you
1: yeah absolutely yeah it's it's great for the island great for the environment um funny off where we used to live in the caribbean and came, and they've actually got them there now i've yeah. seen pictures of them uh of driving around there so it has kind of you know filtered back that way but uh yeah here in, in Jersey there's uh, about 180 registered EVs, full electric EVs, um, You, on a typical day driving around Jersey you'll probably see three or four Leafs on your journey, you'll definitely see a couple of i3s and um, you'll see a few Fevs driving around as well on a, on a typical day out so yeah, it's definitely definitely growing.
0: I wouldn't say you'd see too many other testers over there. I mean, I know Jersey's fairly sort of wealthy, but I mean, I imagine on these islands, if it's anything like Malta, which I went to recently, the roads are quite small and uh, testers of going to be a bit big, really, isn't it?
1: They are. Oddly, there is a few. Um, the, the owners that seem to have them do seem to drive them, you know, on, on the on the bigger roads. You, you wouldn't meet up with one on the side roads, and certainly not. But the, the main roads here aren't too bad, although saying that... You'd have to stop a fair bit if you were, you know, if you met buses and trucks on the way down. But um, yeah, there's, there's, I've seen, I've seen about three here um, that are Jersey registered, and we do see the odd tourist one as well. So we'll, we'll see an, an odd UK car, uh, you know, UK plated car that's come on on the ferry. Um, I'm not sure I would take a Tesla on the uh, ferries to be honest with you, but uh, <laughs> it, it, individual's choice. They're, um, a bit, they're a bit dodgy these ferries, are they? they're they're quite tight they're not the biggest of is they're quite tight for space so but but to be fair i've took bigger cars on like the volvo xc90 on there before and um they're quite good in positioning you with you know they do they do kind of respect that it's a a bit more of a pricey car they do tend to give you a bit of a better space to be fair so it's it's not too bad yeah
0: so you're thinking about getting yourself a car and what made you decide that what, what made you think that an ev was going to be right for you then
1: it was basically down to it, it, I've always I've always liked technology. Always liked always liked different things. Um, got a bit fed up with the noise of kind of diesel cars and the smell of diesel cars. Um, we actually, just went out to the the local it's, it's, get, garages. Here are slightly different to what you'd expect in the UK. So here, uh, uh, a typical dealership will will run with uh, sort of three or four different manufacturers, maybe maybe more. So we went to, um, uh, you know, just a local garage um, looking for a car and saw the leaf there and just sort of, oh, you know, what's this? Not seen, literally hadn't seen one before at that point. And, um, yeah.
0: It must have looked very strange to you.
1: It it did. And it was like, um, so they told us about it and, you know, came home, did a lot of research on it and thought, actually, this could quite work for us, you know, in terms of uh, what they offer. Went back to the dealership and um, they basically said, "Take one for the weekend and try it." We were like, "Hello," <laughs> you know, because that's that's kind of like quite unusual, isn't it? But um, obviously, Jersey being a plate you can't really steal a car in Jersey, so yeah, they said, "Take take it for the weekend, give it a try." Absolutely, just fell in love with it. to Be honest with you, yes, yeah, it, it was just such a good drive. Um, you know, not having the noise there was we found out from research that the car parks in jersey were well equipped with chargers you know so it's fairly easy to put it on charge um obviously you, know, you can charge at home as well so it was all a part of the offer they you know they were installing the charger at home so it was really a kind of no-brainer uh, and just driving it for what it was was just so pleasant really
0: yeah i was going to ask you about the charging points in Jersey. i mean do you really need them with it being such a small island
1: you don't to be fair um I think they've done it more really because in Jersey there is a lot of apartments um, and there are a lot of properties with no you know the the French side of of Jersey, if you like, has got a lot of properties where there's no parking. it's all it's all on okay. street on street parking or you know car parking. Um so it does kind of make sense to have them in the car parks and they are gonna expand that in twenty eighteen as well.
0: So it makes sense then, doesn't it? So
1: it does, yeah. And you get half price parking as well with an EV. Um it used to be Oh. A bit
0: better.
1: Yeah, it used to be anything that was below uh you know, a certain CO two level, but they've reduced that now. So it, it's it's a maximum of fifty milligrams of CO two. So there are a few Fevs that, that fit into that, but certainly all, all the EVs fit into that quite nicely. So half price parking. Ten pound a month to charge for unlimited charging. It's it's kind of a no brainer. It's a good. It, it should encourage more people to do it if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So how does it recognise your car as being an EV when it goes in? I mean, do they say, "Oh, right"? I mean, is it done manually? Is it or is it a machine that sort of recognises the plates as, "Oh, that's an EV"? And
1: no, it's done. It's done via an app. So when you when you park, you just park with an app, um, and it, it's as long as you've registered your car to be an EV, then you just it automatically comes up with higher hype half price parking so it's quite good the way it does it you're you're, you know you're you're literally not even to have to think about it you just you just put on how long you're going to park whether you're parking for the day and away you go
0: yeah, I've noticed that some of the towns in Spain, I think Madrid's one of them, and possibly Barcelona too, where you can get free parking with an EV.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that. A lot of places seem to do that. Yeah, free parking, which just just kind of makes sense. And they are they're mulling over that for Jersey as well. They do think that'll be. Uh, but obviously, they've got to weigh up the you know the income they get from car parks and things as well. If you start if you start giving it away, you've you've got to find other other ways of doing it, haven't you? We we've made the. We've made the suggestion that we do, um, that they do, keep the half-price parking, but actually make the charging free. Okay. And and have more parking spaces. So I've been working with the the the, the local what they call states, which is you know our government here, and the electricity company that provide the charges. And it kind of makes sense we think to keep the price as is, so they still make revenue from it, but give the electricity for free. And if you work out, you know how much you park in it's it's 39 pence a minute to park
0: okay it's not bad
1: which is not bad at all it probably costs you know what sort of 10 10 pence um an hour to so did i say 39 39 pence an hour to park yeah so, so if you said 10 10 15 pence to, you know in electricity to charge it would kind of cost in for them wouldn't it they'd still be making some revenue off it so it does make sense
0: that's right yeah well i noticed as well that there's quite a few things going on the uh, with the islands as well i mean the Balearics islands the minorca majorca and so on they're trying to go 100% um, uh, green with their electric and they were uh, there uh encourage evs and so on i think 2025 no more diesels, going to be sold there and 2035 no more petrol cars
1: that's excellent that's good news and i think for the islands it's an absolute no-brainer you know it's um yeah uh yeah y- they say here, like um, you know, we, we don't we don't suffer much from pollution because of the winds we have coming through. But I still hear things like you know, quite high cancer rates being spoken about, and you, it does wonder you do wonder if it contributes to it. You know, the other the other issue we have in Jersey, and I don't know if it's the same on on these other islands, is that um, there's no MOT. So cars aren't right. Cars like the UK has an MOT. You know, and even when we're out in the Caribbean, they have an annual check of the car, make sure there's no oil leaking, you know, check the emissions, that kind of stuff. There's nothing like that here. So a a dirty diesel really can be a dirty diesel in terms of you'll see a lot of diesel cars that are, you know, bellowing smoke out of them. And you do wonder if that's, you know, if that's that's a good thing. And they should be doing everything they can, in my opinion, to discourage that.
0: Yeah, that's a surprise that is. I would imagine that in the Balearics, uh, you know, the Spanish Islands and Tenerife as well, there's bound to be the um, the ETV, as they call it, um, so that uh, you, you wouldn't be able to sort of run around with the car that's um, possibly dangerous.
1: Yeah, no, that's, it, it, just, it just, to me, doesn't make sense. It's uh, it's also, I'd see it as a way of encouraging, um, you know, the replacement of cars as well, you know, if... if um, if it's if it's a car that's working people will keep using it won't they you know they won't they won't change it out just because they think it's 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 not efficient anymore and it's you know potentially producing more co2 than it should do they'll they'll keep running it until but whereas having something like an mot or some sort of you know annual test will encourage people to actually uh to move off of it sort of thing so I think the the key is the like what Norway and other countries have done. It's the incentives around it. I think if there's a contribute, electric cars in general are still quite expensive. Even even obviously the new Nissan Leaf, um, is, is still quite a pricey car. I know it starts from around twenty one thousand um, pounds, but in terms of you can buy a similar size car for you know maybe four or five thousand less. Um, I think if the incentives were there. Government incentives, like they do in in the states and the UK, I think that would make a big difference. And I think that's what the art. Mm, so you
0: don't get any, you don't get any incentive at all there then for uh, buying electric cars. Not
1: at all, no, no. And there's been no discussion, no discussion around it at all. Um, it seems to be a bit of a closed door um, discussion as well. Nobody seems to want to. I guess, I guess, you know, they have to find where to fund it from, but they do charge. We don't pay VAT here but they do charge uh, a 5% tax which you know they could charge which could pay for the conversion to EVs really there the... is Well you're
0: not doing too bad really because there's not too, too many places where you get um, the uh, no VAT I think in Norway and possibly in uh, Holland as well they've got it so that you don't pay uh, VAT on the uh, cars the electric cars you buy them That's
1: that's true yeah and they seem to and they charge I think quite a bit more don't they for a petrol diesel car I think you almost pay double from what i read to um
0: to, to uh, well it's 21 percent here in spain uh, vat on the cars and i think the, the saving would be probably something similar there up in um up in norway yeah it's
1: good it's good good way to encourage it and and parking will help and um i, I see i see you know a lot of them coming onto the roads now and it it does seem to make a difference and i think what will, what will happen this year, and, and certainly up to 2020, is, is as we see, like the new leaf with a, with a bigger battery, I think that will encourage people, you know. I mean, for me, on a, on a Generation 1 leaf, even in Jersey, I'm having to charge every couple of days. So I often run out towards the airport, for, and I live the other side of the island. That's about 12 miles you know, I run around a few places, come back, you know, every, every couple of days I'm having to cha- charge it and think about charging it in anticipation for maybe doing those longer journeys. Um, and what- yeah
0: that's that's the thing really isn't it you've got, you've got a sort of situation where you need to plug in every night so you always have a fully charged car next day you just do it automatically but if it's sort of every two or three days or it's sort of maybe two days maybe three days you perhaps have the chance of forgetting don't you yeah exactly yeah and if you if you don't have the i do have the privilege of charging at home but if
1: you didn't have the, the ability to charge at home and you were relying on the, the public charging Obviously, it could be a little bit tricky in terms of you know making sure you you could turn up at the moment and not get a charger, which I, I'm sure would would discourage people. And they must think about that when they're looking to change the car. Whereas, I think with the newer cars that are coming out with the bigger batteries, um, it, it's kind of a, a no brainer because you're you, you know if you, if you can do over a hundred miles before you need to charge, I, I think that will make a it's a bit of a game changer
0: yeah so you've been a few long journeys with this by going over on to to france and spain and stuff like that so what was it like you did the first, when you did your first long journey
1: first journey in france was quite nerve-wracking um didn't quite get the right that the, the, it's the same problem as they have in the uk too many different companies didn't have the right charge cards had to go into various um you know like shopping malls and get charge cards from those malls to use the charges so it, it's a bit convoluted there is a there is a company called charge map that seems to have kind of nailed it now so that the next trip to france would be a lot easier in terms of um they're, they're covering a lot of the the, it, the electricity is done in postcode areas in france and each electricity postcode company for example sde22 is responsible for the charging in those zones, and then you've got another charging company that does the that does the highways. So effectively, you you know you, you kind of need two cards really. Um, but ChargeMap has, has sort of got the SDE companies, so the the various postcode areas signing up. And when I did my first trip, the first postcode area I went into, their card didn't work. I messaged them, and they said coming at the end of the month and it and it did surprising I checked it you know the following month and it, and they in it they'd they'd added that postcode area and that's the nearest to me where the ferry gets off so it's quite a key one for me and there was another there's a French yeah. company called Sodretel which which covers pretty much everything else um, and that seemed to work quite quite well that is a subscription based service so it's not ideal for tourism um, where-
0: yeah I suppose yeah
1: Yeah, which is always the tricky bit, and the same problem in the UK, you know, Polar is quite a a common one in the UK, but a lot of their charges are subscription-based, which for tourism is not great, Um, and I do think we need some sort of, a better mechanism of paying, whether it is just, you know, um, using a a credit debit card to actually pay, uh, and using...
0: Yeah, what about paying through the app, can you do that?
1: Yeah, certainly some of them you can pay through the app. You couldn't in France. You do need the cards in France. I didn't find one you could pay with an app. Um, Recent trip to the UK, used Ecotricity. We did use the Polar Instant, which limits you to certain Polar chargers that that worked quite well. You do have the problem of, of some of them not connecting. So you'll turn up to a charger, turned up to two. That wouldn't connect at all, and that that leaves you a little bit panic stricken with a you know with a with a battery like the the gem one, where you're, you know, you, you're then trying to find a charger that's close by. Did did have a uh, one of those moments with the the dash 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 on it, and just waiting for the turtle to come in. But luckily, made it to to a charger. Um, but yeah, it it seems to work. But you, again, you need you do you need a fistful of cards for it to work, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, well I've been getting myself ready for when I have my car. I've got uh charge map one and one from Ibil, because Ibil has the uh chargers here in Spain. I've put them onto some of the petrol four Um so I thought well I better have that one, just to have have a few options, you know?
1: Yeah, no, it makes sense, yeah.
0: It's you certainly have to plan the trips and I
1: think that's that that's probably hurting adoption. I I think that'll change again, I think over the next couple of years with with charges going into things like gas stations um, that will make a big difference uh, You know, if you can just pull up to a gas station and, and use one as long as again you know the the apps work and and you, what you don't want to do is you know i think I, i'm going down to switzerland um, in a couple of weeks time and i'm i am going to take a hybrid car purely because of um well the range of the current car i won't have my my longer range leaf before then um but we we looked at it and we we would need so many different cards and apps to actually get down there it's quite a daunting thought to 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 process it and i think you know that that needs to change i think if real adoption is going to take place that that needs to change that that process of being or needing a fistful of apps and a fistful of cards needs to you know it, unless somebody like charge map or, or a company covers a lot of these or you know like the whole of europe or uh, you know or the whole of the uk it, it's gonna it's gonna always be a little bit difficult i think that's probably why tesla took the approach that they did in in terms of yeah, they did a good job of that didn't they they did and it's a shame the likes of nissan couldn't have done some sort of partnership with them uh, and you know teamed up with them but i guess you know tesla wanted to keep it exclusive which is which is fair you know it's they're investing in that infrastructure i mean those spaces they're taking those charges they're putting in as it must have cost them a you know considerable amount of money um just the space alone just the space alone isn't cheap is it so uh
0: at least with the nissan we can pull into the nissan garages and get filled up can't we
1: yeah absolutely yeah yeah although you do see a lot of those not working um on on the trip to the uk recently that that was a problem so i did did pencil in the nissan garages as as points to charge and found quite a few of them not working um you do see a lot of posts in the groups about about nissan chargers not working they do need to make take more effort into making sure they are
0: working definitely tell me do you have any uh, favorite applications that you use for finding your chargers
1: I do, yeah, yeah. I have a number of them just to cover the, you know, the, the fact that that obviously some some cover some areas, some don't, some have more information. So I I, I, I use Charge Map initially because it's quite a good app in terms of finding stuff. It does seem to have the non-charge map compatible ones listed as well. Um, PlugShare, um, Zap Map, all, all good, you know, all good apps for finding. Finding charge points. What I would like to see, and I think it'd be a good one to take up, is somebody like Google doing that. Actually, to put the charging locations within Google Maps, so that you could you could create a journey and actually and you know set a if you like a maximum distance between charges. So say you know your car can do a hundred miles, you could set a hundred miles, and it would find you know relevant charging points on that app, and you could perhaps tick. Charges that you want. Somebody like Google could take that on without probably too much too much trouble, you know.
0: Yeah, I've been trying out a couple of these apps there just to sort of uh, see which ones are good ones. plug share seems quite good. next charge looks quite good as well. I like the ones where you can use them to plan an itinerary as well, and those two do that. And then one, the way they do it is that they sort of say, "Okay, well, you're starting from home, so you're probably going to have a hundred percent charge." So, this is how far you can go, and it shows on the on the actual uh, the line of the journey how far you can go in either a percentage or it t- gives you a sort of a number of miles or kilometers at a certain point where you can start looking and say okay well let 's have a look at the um, the charge at this point here and pull in there and and see where you 've got other options as well, just in case one of them's not working, and so on you know yeah, and that 's what
1: you need isn 't it You need the alternatives as well um, and of course it'd be nice if, if those apps linked in as well in some way to check that the charger is is, is still working as well where where possible where, where they're reporting back to their own servers to say it's available. I think that'll come. Yeah. I think again, I think that needs that needs probably a larger company, somebody like a Google, to take that on because you know, the, these, all these companies are doing it, they tend to be quite independent, you know, like Ecotricity in the UK is, is very independent, Sodretel in France is very independent in terms of, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously looking after themselves from a business perspective, but it'd be good if they could then share their information with somebody who's who's got that infrastructure to, to process that data as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, tell me, what is the best thing about your car? What do you love about it the most? Um,
1: I—I'll I, be honest. I—I—I I, I do have a a heavy right foot, so I, I do like the the fact that it nips off quite quickly when uh, you know when 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 you get the opportunity to when you're not stuck in traffic and things. You like to have that EV smile. I, I do. I love the quietness. Um, I love it when you just hear the motor just, you know, as you're zipping up and, and the motor sort of winds up and you hear that that little whining noise. It's it's just, I just find the whole experience so much more pleasant. And I do find when you go back into a petrol car, you know, if you, if you have to take a petrol car for a higher car, uh, it just doesn't feel the same anymore. Um, I, I'd, I'd find it really hard i see i see people posting on groups saying you know they've changed jobs and they're having to go back to uh, a petrol car and you think oh, just, i just i'd hate to have to do it now it just feels awful driving uh you know even just the just the gear changing and and things like that it just it you know as you, as you sort of as you, as you pull off quickly and and it's just instant talk and, and it just goes and you know, going back to something that, that has to then change gears and just doesn't feel the same.
0: So your your worst experience of driving a car was when you were having a bit of difficulty finding chargers there or have you had some worse time with uh, you driving your EV? You No,
1: know, no, just the, uh, the only experience I've had is charging. Um, Nissan's, and you know, touch wood, extremely reliable, um, not had any, any, any issues with it to date. And uh, I, th- I think, you know... The lack of moving parts is is significant, really, to to, to the you know owners of EVs. It, it does make a big difference, um, and it is so nice not to go and have to have regular services and have things checked and things like that. It just it just works. It works very well. And what has impressed me with with EVs is the fact that they seem to have got it right so quickly. I mean, if you look back at the history of cars, it's taken a long time, really to get to where they are now in terms of petrol and diesel engines and they're still spending a lot of money on on modifying petrol and diesel engines to make them better and more refined and more technology in them whereas EVs have, you know, uh, or this generation of EVs, I know they've been around for a lot longer than that but this kind of generation of EVs just seems to have worked very well uh, and issues with them seems to be minimal in terms of you know, design and stuff. There's you certainly don't from a like a, a Nissan Lease perspective, you'd never hear an owner go, Well, oh, this was never put together very well, was it? It's, it just seems to have been done so well so early on.
0: Yeah, they do say a little, a little bit of that about some of the Teslas. The panels not lining up, things like that, don't they?
1: They do. Yeah, it, it seems a shame with Tesla. They do seem to be affected by build quality. Whereas, where as give Nissan their dues, it, they uh, and some of the other manufacturers, their dues that they, 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 you know, the build quality does seem to be particularly good. I'm, I am seeing now a lot of the um, Mercedes A, uh, is it A class or B class? Um, I think it's a B class EV that's out now we've we're seeing quite a few of them in Jersey now as as one of the um you know retailers here is selling them um and I imagine that's quite a solid car as well you know for a for a Mercedes um so you probably see them around for quite some time
0: absolutely so what's your plan over the next few years the electric vehicles I mean you said you you've had a a, a trip in the uh, the 2018 Nissan Leaf I mean, how was the test drive and, you know, what, what are you planning now? Oh,
1: yeah, the, the test drive was excellent. Again, the dealer let me have it for the whole weekend, which is, to me, is just the best way you can experience it. it
0: oh, lucky, lucky you. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it just, you see people post um, uh, and they go, oh, I had a 10-minute drive. And you think, you just, you can't gather anything from a 10-minute drive, you know. But um, a whole weekend, it, I think, you you know, I think if you gave that car to anyone for a day, they, the only thing that would stop them buying it is maybe the finance deal because it's 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 literally such a pleasant car to drive. If you actually put... I actually had a, a work colleague ask me about it this morning, how the test drive went, who, who's been off work, he's just come back. Uh, and I said, if you put anyone in that car who didn't know it was electric, they'd say, isn't that engine quiet? Because they absolutely wouldn't know the difference that it wasn't an electric car. It's just so refined as a car and feels, it, it sounds odd, but it, it feels so much more car-like than a, than a Gen 1 Leaf, if that makes sense. Um, you know, in a Gen mm-hmm. 1 Leaf, you know you're in an electric car and it's different and it feels different. But in, in that, I think because it's so quiet, um, you know, just the cabin materials are better in, in terms of, the you know, the, the, the end product. Um, it just feels more car-like. And, and, and I say, I think if you put anyone in there who'd never driven one before actually you'd have to really quite explain to them that it's an electric car and it doesn't have an engine it doesn't have the moving parts and and things like that they'd they'd be quite shocked i think it's it's pleasurable to drive pro pilot works an absolute treat i had that on a on a volvo and i have to say it works much better on the nissan the volvo was quite harsh in braking when you're in traffic um, but it works, I, uh, with e-pedal on it, it seems to work, I only used it with e-pedal on, it, it seems to work very nicely in terms of um, slowing down and speeding up in, in traffic. In general, uh, the feel of the quality, I know people will miss the, the, the digital display, but you, you get over it, you know, and you can bring up the miles per hour on it, uh, on, on the left hand side of the, on the electronic dashboard. But other than that, just just pure refinement and and quality of the car is is exceptional. I have to say, it's, um, it for me to, to upgrade is has is, is proved to be a no-brainer.
0: Quite honestly. So when do you think you're gonna have the car? Uh,
1: well, they they said first week in April, and it's been pulled back now to second week of March. So uh, just after my just after my trip to Switzerland.
0: Yeah, I've I've noticed that. Um, I got a message back from Nissan uh, via Twitter. And they said that we're not going to get him here in Spain until the end of March, so I don't expect to get mine until April. Uh,
1: yeah, but it, it's worth the wait. It really is worth the wait. Did you get a test drive, a long test drive in it?
0: I only got a very short test drive, about 10, um, 10 minutes, 15 minutes at the most. And uh, the um, the salesman even got told off for taking the car out he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I got a bit of a test drive. I, I was able to try out the e-ped, which I thought was really good. I didn't get to try out the ProPilot, which is a bit of a shame because I really wanted to see how that, was go- that goes. Because At the moment, on the Renault Clear that I drive, I use uh, cruise control as much as possible. I love using it, and to be able to have that and the, the adaptive cruise control or intelligent cruise control, as they call it in Nissan, I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, the e-pedal is exceptional, and uh, I, I hear different people say different things about it in terms of how long it takes them to adapt to it, but I, I found it very quick. Quite funnily, my, my son is 19, who's a bit of a bit of a petrol head still. He hasn't quite adopted to EVs like the rest of the family. And he actually drove it on the e-pedal and um, was really amazed by the fact you could drive quite quickly around corners and things. Because, obviously, as you get to the corner, you, you release off the accelerator. And as you're into the corner, you can start accelerating again. So you can actually have a lot of fun with e-pedal. It's, it's one of those kind of things. If you were driving a if you were driving a manual car, you'd have to obviously change down, change back up again, come around the corner. If you're driving an automatic, it would change down, it would change back up again. But with the e pedal, you literally take your foot off, off for a second, and then as you as you sort of come into the corner, you accelerate again and you think, This is a lot of fun, you know, and and that's um I think that's quite a clever I know that wasn't Nissan's design intent with it. But but for those who do like a bit of fun whilst driving, still, that is a lot of fun, quite honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, people say that's very good when you're in uh, heavy traffic as well. But for the heavy traffic, I like the idea of using the uh, ProPilot Assist. So that's, you know, if the traffic stops. If it's less than three seconds, it'll start going again, or if it's over three seconds, just press the the reset button, I think it is, and it'll start going again. Um that'll be nice.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it works very well, as I say. Um luckily on one of the test drive days, um, it was quite a sunny day in Jersey, so that does bring everyone out in their cars. Um so we did get quite a good chance to to use it on on our very short stretch of dual carriageway that we have but um, no it handled it very well I was very impressed with it um, it, it pulls off very quickly when um, you know when the car in front but not a not a jerky action or you know it's very smooth to take off it's very smooth to brake, which which I did say in the Volvo that we had for a very short time um, we did find that it um, it was very jerky and quite often, you'd have to touch the accelerator to get it to pull off. But the ProPilot seems to be very well thought out and very functional. And I think a very good lead into what, what we'll see in uh, in full autonomy in a, in a few years' time as well.
0: Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I'll tell you what I was going to ask you. The um you mentioned your son there so i mean do you find now that you're a champion for evs and have many friends and families uh, friends and family members followed your lead
1: oh absolutely yeah yeah we've got three in the family at the moment and um uh, there's uh, lots of friends and stuff are looking at them um especially for replacements of you know n- new cars that are coming up this year those as well who who have had, you know have t- typically been quite diesel orientated and gone down the diesel route are looking at some of the you know the the potential um larger I'm trying to think of some of the names like aldi and that that are coming out this year where where there's going to be uh you know quite good or they're suggesting there'll be quite good ranges in them as well so um yeah it's been um, everyone who goes in them lo- loves it um the leaf's not every the, the gen one leaf's not everyone's taste i think the gen two leaf um is a lot more appealing for people who are not sure about moving away from it you know just in terms of it does feel more car like it has got that better range um but, but yeah it, it's it's certainly you know been a game changer for us in terms of I, I had to hire a van this weekend and i had to put diesel in it and it was like
0: oh dear that's terrible it was horrible. yeah 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 it was
1: uh yeah luckily the guy came out and did it for me because you know i kind of almost forgot what it was like but um yeah it was it was a bizarre feeling to uh uh, and you it, it feels like you go back going back a few years you know when you when you get in something like that and you got the noise the rattle and the gear changing and you yeah it, it's it's not a pleasant experience but yeah no my even my daughters took to a to an EV um, they don't have charging at home so they they're relying on on the car parks to charge but it you know very rarely do they have a problem and if they have a problem they come and charge at the house but um, for them been an absolute no, you know no brainer saving you know between sixteen hundred pound a month in fuel, which they would normally spend, and they get the half price parking when they're in town working, um, so it, it works very well. And do you
0: get cheap nighttime electricity there as well?
1: We do, yeah, yeah. We seem to get quite a good deal on that actually. Um, looking at what others are paying for electricity, um, so we overnight we get seven point six pence per kilowatt hour. Mm, that's pretty good it's pretty good yeah and oddly my electricity bill has gone down which kind of makes no sense at all but um yeah i I think i think it's because we changed from uh you know so we've got the off-peak rate so when we had the car charger put in pod point put in we we then they changed it to the off-peak rate at that point which is kind of part of and parcel of doing it kind of thing and um yeah, I'm about 400 pounds in credit with electricity now so uh, I'll, I'll be seeing my bills going down over the next few months. so that, that's been excellent. That's been pleasant as well to see that. Uh, I wonder why we're using so much electricity at night but um, but yeah and it, that in itself so there's a saving there. obviously I've got a saving over the fuel I would have spent um, which for me would have probably been about 200 pound a month in fuel um so to me it's yeah it, it the actual move is an absolute no-brainer
0: so one of the things that i'm doing at the moment as well with the electricity is i'm changing a different company that guarantees that we have a green electricity um have any of these green planet issues sort of affected the way that you've chosen to go for an electric car
1: it has absolutely yeah and it was it was a consideration when we were looking um again in terms of emissions and things we wanted to reduce you know our contribution if you like to it um, we are we are very conscious in the family uh, of the environment we, we do a lot of recycling and things like that uh, and we it, it's we get our electricity from France so we are a little bit and we don't we only have one option there is only one electricity company um, but the you know the power we get is is pretty good in terms of um, very little of the power that's generated from from our source is is from any kind of fossil fuels.
0: Yeah, the big users of uh, nuclear over in France, aren't they? They are.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we have one about 21, 21 miles up the coast from us, which is which is a, a large source of our power. Plus, I think about on a typical day about forty to forty five percent of renewable energy. As well is okay. is feeding. I do check it quite often, um, just to see to see what they're what they're doing in terms of generation. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 not pure green. It's not as green as we'd like. Um, but you know, it's it's not bad either. And when people ask me about it, funny enough, I say when they say, "Oh, you know, are you not concerned about it?" I say, "Well, actually, I'm I'm just using the green bit that they're supplying from France. You're you're using the dirty electricity in your house." So. <laughs> that's, that's that's my comeback on it. I said it's it's all clean electrons and
0: highway. And do you find that uh, people in Jersey are putting solar panels on the roofs as well?
1: They are, yeah, yeah. There's it's it's not been many companies doing it until recently. Um, there's just been a big uptake on it, and um, yeah, there's there's one company that's doing a lot of work around that and EV charging, and we're actually seeing some EV charging going into new properties as well. which is which is which which is good to see with you know along with solar panels and power walls so um so there's definitely an uptake on it um again i think i think 2018 2019 we'll see a lot more of that
0: okay that's excellent well thanks for coming onto the podcast and talking about all this it's been really interesting uh, getting your uh, point of view on this is there anything else that you wanted to you know say about these before we go no just uh,
1: anyone who's thinking about it definitely definitely look at it seriously try and get a, a, a good long drive from your from the the garage that you're looking at from the you know from the manufacturer that you're looking at um and and enjoy it because it it definitely is a, a better way to drive it's a cleaner way to drive and they are a lot of fun and um for me um it put the it Put the driving pleasure in back for me which which is uh which i'm really pleased about because i i did i did go off driving for quite some time and um now i i actually you know enjoy planning these trips enjoy finding places to charge and things like that and uh, have a lot of fun with it so uh hope hope those who listen uh will be doing the same
0: soon I must admit, I'm quite looking forward to the planning of these trips, um, Some sort of OCDC, or so was it ACDC? The- ACDC, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's- well, you know what I meant anyway, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it, OCD on this sort of thing with the idea of planning trips and being able to get to places, so I'm looking forward to that, actually. It, it is, and honestly,
1: it's one of those things, it's kind of like, once you've done your first one, you, you're chomping at the bit to do your next one, and, and like, you think, oh, I could have done it better if I'd have gone on that route, I'd have done, uh, you know, done a, I'd done a better job of it sort of thing, and you, it actually kind of, again, almost puts a bit of more pleasure into doing long-distance trips, you know, and uh, and we like to stop and have a coffee, you know, we're not we're not the kind of people that want to do 200, 300 miles and go, oh, we're going to do 300 miles and fill up with gas, we we actually like to do you know 100 miles, stop and have a coffee, charge, you know, maybe get a croissant or whatever, and then carry on. It, it actually it makes for quite a relaxing journey. You're not mm. you're not just hitting the motorway and and you know going as fast as you can and uh, and getting there as quick as you can. It actually makes more fun in the drive as well. Yeah. So
0: uh, well, I'm kind of like the same there. Except I'm a tea man. I'm not coffee at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a proper Englishman.
1: <laughs> yeah, as long as there's no alcohol, it's good. Yeah.
0: So tell me, do you have a website that you that you use to talk about EVs or anything, or do you have you know a Twitter account or a Facebook thing that you like people to uh, connect with? you? I
1: do. I uh, I run the I, I spotted a Nissan Leaf on on Facebook, so. Oh, right. um, anyone's happy to join that and uh, if you do spot a leaf feel free to post it so uh, yeah I just I just set it up just for um, just for a bit of fun really um, you know just to uh, uh, for those who, who get good pictures of, of, of leaves they've spotted in the you know in the wild to, to post up there we have a bit of banter on it as well and you know sometimes put some posts on there just to uh, get a bit of conversation going and things but yeah, it's it's been been quite a good little site, really uh, a lot of fun so,
0: yeah, I think that's probably where I sort of came across you anyway, because I was looking around for any information about uh, uh, Nissan Leaf while I was um, into the process of um, buying mine.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's good. And the forums are great. I mean, it's it, they're a great source of information. Um, anyone who's making the move, uh, it, it's good. To, you know, there's there's lots of them around. If you go on, I spotted a Nissan Leaf. I've got lots of links on there to, to other, other sites and other areas of the world. Um, you know, like UK Nissan Leaf Forum, where there's a lot of information for for newbies to come on around charging things that you need. If you need adapters, that sort of thing. So, you know, what chargers are good? What chargers are on free vend Sometimes even knowing what chargers are on free vend yeah. is extremely handy, and it might it might determine which route you take on a on a journey, sort of thing. To uh, to get a free vend as well so uh, i talking
0: about adapters that's one thing that you'll have to make note of with the uh, the new leaf it's with a type 2 rather than a type 1 for uh, connecting to your uh, charger at home yeah i
1: did i did go down the tethered route on the charger um despite everyone saying go untethered um, i just like the fact that the cable was installed on it but um yeah bit on amazon and the the actual adapter cable was about 139 pounds to convert it so but as we've got two first gen leafs which will, will be with us for a while and we'll have the second gen leaf um we're just going to keep it as it is and use the adapter just it kind of makes sense you know so
0: do you know what i'm just totally jealous of all the leafs that you go <laughs> in the house there <laughs> yeah, that's great
1: absolutely love it
0: <sighs> okay one more question before you go have you ever been iced uh
1: yes i have on a couple of occasions in Jersey, um, we, we do have a bit of an issue here with, with Fev's parking all day as well um, on chargers, um, which is, has become quite a hot potato on our local Jersey Electric group. It, it, you know, they're using basically the, the rapid char- uh, sorry, the, the, the destination chargers all day to basically charge a car that probably only needs about three or four hours charge. And it is a little bit frustrating. It it has been brought to a public forum. It has got better. People have become conscious of it and are doing it a lot less kind of thing. Um, But even so, it's, it just kind of shows the, the need to, you know, uh, to put more money into, into the charging infrastructure really as it, as it grows, it's only going to get worse. And our local Nissan dealers selling three or four a week so it's, it's a situation that's only, you know, going to get worse before it gets better kind of thing in, in terms of um, we're seeing a big uptake on the Mitsubishi FEV here, which is a great car. And I admire the people who are, you know, who are trying to at least go electric, but but need the car at the moment that, that, that does the longer range. Um, the, short, the shortage of chargers... With with the growth of those cars, could could pretend, you know, could could become a quite a hot potato quite quickly.
0: Yeah, well, I hope it we all gets sorted out anyway, and uh, say well, it's just a case of, uh, you know, everyone learning as as we go along, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we're going to be some see some big change over the next couple of years. I think by 2020, we'll be in a much better position than we are now. I think those who've made the change now, um, and those who want to make the change, should should make that change, and and I. I you know, I, I don't think anyone would have any regrets with it, really. I think anyone buying now just needs to be sensible and look at the vehicle they're looking to buy. Um, with the Leaf 2, I definitely think you could, even if you were quite um, heavy-footed, I think you could still get about 140 miles out of it because the e-pedal really does generate regen very well. Um, and I've, I actually, over the weekend that I borrowed it, I actually found it difficult to run down. I I got to. I I, I know, I know. And and I literally went everywhere in it to try and see what I could get out of it. And I I had to hand the car back with 39% battery on it. So uh, (laughs) it it was, it was a bit heartbreaking, quite honestly. Yeah, they must have
0: have thought you weren't drying hard enough. (laughs) it, it,
1: It was, it was very dirty when I took it back, but it still had charge in it. I said, look, it's really dirty. I'm sorry about that. You'll have to give it a good clean. Uh, we had some quite bad weather on one of the days, so it, it got quite dirty with the you know with the road. Um, but it, it did go back with 39% charge on it. So uh. our Nissan dealer doesn't have a rapid charger at the moment, so even they have to wait the time it takes to do a you know a a, a type two charge at seven kilowatts. So uh.
0: well, that's only about sort of eight or nine hours, or so, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's about all it took. Yeah.
0: Anyway, it's been lovely talking to you, Mike. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Brilliant. Thanks, David. Thanks very much. Bye-bye now. Well, there you go. Another interesting chat with an extra vehicle owner. And next time, we're going to be talking to Aaron Russell. And he's going to tell us all about his Nissan Leaf, the 2018 version, which has just come out. Excellent. Bye-bye, ne?